everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Shanrag Sports Premier League Podcast with me, Sebastian Noren, Polly Quistel, and Elliot Niblock. Uh, before Why we are you get... always first? Because I'm the one who talks first. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, host And the least. Yeah. First and the least. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what hosting duties are, usually. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh boy, is right again. So that's that. Um, yeah, Sebastian one, Polly zero. So, before we get into the weekend here with the Premier League, we're going to talk about the Champions League as Manchester City crash out against Monaco. I'm just letting you know, you might have the scoreboard right now, but like once we get to the scoring predictions, the scoreboard is definitely not in your favor. No, that is true. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but that's about 40 or so odd minutes away from now. So, at least I got the one nothing lead right now. Yeah, let's live in the present, guys. Yes. So, Champions League first and foremost, then we'll take a quick look at the Europa League, and then we'll head into our uh, weekend here in the Premier League as we got international break approaching. So, keep Oh, that's off. right. The yes. U.S. team came out. Yep. Well, and the England team. We got, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get Ooh, that. We, got some, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Maybe we should slash a game or two off of this, off uh, of this show. Or, or we'll talk more about the internationals on Monday. Bingo. Oh, yeah, because we're going to hold off on that. That's so like us. That's yes. so like us to not talk about him. <laughs> so yeah. like us. Yes. All of us have great self-control. Yep. Seb, where do you think I'm coming from right now? The I'll give you a hint. It starts with a B and it ends in an AR. Yep, there we go. <laughs> and yeah, where my did team you watch just the game, lost. actually? Where did you watch the game? I, I, oh, all right. So I actually, I actually watched the game because this was convenient for due to the location of my office and my friend's office. Um, and because this bar is known for having multiple sound systems so that they can have the audio for multiple games going at once, even though they did not do that for the basketball games. Um, I actually watched the game at the United bar. So it's, it's the United bar. It's the AS Roma bar. It's the Bayern Munich bar. It's the Barcelona bar. It's the West Ham bar. Okay. They there were an abs- way too many teams. Wait, which is which but bar the, in Manhattan? Smithfield Hall. Uh, okay. It's big enough to handle all of them, and it has multiple audio systems so that they can play the audio for all these games. There were an absurd amount of fans there for Europa League games on a Thursday afternoon. I approve. I... For both United, Actually, for both United and Roma, an abs- Like I was like, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Rostov. I was like, wow, really? I was like shocked when I walked in, and I was like, wow, it's way more crowded for like not for like the college basketball but for this for the europa league than i thought it would be and like i like i used to just not go there for champions league games last year because that's the only time we played in the champions league recently um because i just didn't think anybody would be showing up and and i went there earlier this season when we played liverpool on a monday and everybody was like oh i took the day off of work because it's liverpool which, all right, that's understandable. Like, I understand you taking off the day off for Liverpool, not for Rostov. Hmm? Like, it was there was a surprising number of people at the bar. It's, it's a good bar. I, I, I've, for your, actually, for the, I saw a Barcelona but, game there a while ago. Yeah, for the Champions League, I would understand it. But the <laughs> Europa League, I, I was, I was like, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, like, I was like, I did not see this coming for the Europa League. Hey, it's a trophy, right? It, it, it's a trophy that we should win. Yep. And let's, if Roma's out of the competition, we should win. Rostov at home, we took care of business. It wasn't pretty, whatever. But, yo, good job by us. 
We did what we had to do. Uh, next, we got into the quarterfinal draw, which means, as Jose Mourinho said, when you make it to the quarterfinals, you get into the draw for the last eight. That Jose Mourinho told that to the media because apparently the media did not know that. Mm, uh, okay. So we are in yep. the draw for the last eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roma is not. Like, yep. come on, guys. Like, this is a trophy that we should win. And, like, I am all aboard the sixth place train and the Europa League. Mm. Dilly ding, dilly dong, Europa League, man. And let's be honest, by the time the Europa League, by the time the Europa League comes back around, we will have a very fresh Zlatan. Mm. And the final is in Sweden. <laughs> that sounds Ooh, like a really terrible appetizer. We've got we've got a very fresh Zlatan tonight mm-hmm. as our first course. Yep. Okay, so let's get you know to what? the Champions you know League, though. Come on, like, come on. You know what it sounds like? Let's it sounds like somebody's trying to get a little come bit on, queasy about the fact that it sounds like somebody's trying to get a little bit queasy about the fact that he's going to finish above United in the table, find himself in the Europa League playing on Thursdays last year, which he thought was reserved for only Spurs, while United playing the Champions League because we won the goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. We'll see That's what, what it sounds like we'll coming out of the Arsenal happens. fan. We'll see what happens. So, uh, Champions League Tuesday. Juventus beat Porto 1-0 in the second leg, so they move on 3-0 on aggregate. Not much happened to that game. Uh, Dubala scored the lone goal on a penalty in the first half. Uh, yeah. big, the uh, big game on just Tuesday. Noted, yes. Just noted, fantastically taken penalty. And it should be noted that because we've had a lot of penalties in the Champions League recently, and they've all been terrible. Mm-hmm. This was a fantastic... Fantastic penalty. Yeah. Dybala is a really solid player. I watched this game because I wanted to see Dybala because I don't get a lot of chances to see him, and I love the guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of let me down, but that penalty kind of bailed him out. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they had a 2 nothing lead to go on. We didn't think they were going to scuff that up. Leicester, no, but that you, was the big thing When you thing bet here. Leicester and Juventus yeah, to both win, you kind of needed them to at least score one. Yes. Yeah, Leicester pulled out a 2 nothing win over Sevilla and moves on 3-2 to two on aggregate. Uh, Wes Morgan and Mark Albrighton scoring in this one. Albrighton with a really good strike. Morgan on a set piece, you know, right time, right place. And I was surprised with how they actually played. And I mean, it maybe shouldn't because they've looked good their two past games, but they look really good in this one. Sevilla did have some chances. Kasper Schmeichel saved another penalty. Um, Semi Nasri got sent off after two yellow cards <laughs> and tried to go after Jimmy Vardy and fight him. Oh, God. Um, he is, I, you know what's funny is that as soon as he got his first yellow in that match, I thought, damn it, I should have put a bet on him getting sent off because yeah. I know he's going off. I know it. And then, voila. I didn't even watch the second half of that match, and I knew that Sammy was going to go off because – uh, I mean, he, it's yeah, he was... from the Arsenal fans, but you can you can imagine what word that starts with C and ends in NT. We call him. Yeah, frequently. I mean, he he went totally off the rails there. I know it was sort of a they came together and then he leaned in and Vardy made the most of it. He did. He also got a yellow card, but Nasri, who already had one for a very poor challenge in the first half, got sent off and then wanted basically to fight Vardy. Um, <laughs> Even though Vardy would wipe the floor with Samir Nasri. He doesn't have the cast anymore, though. If he still had the cast, he could just bang him with the cast. He's got he's got the reach, and I, you know, I, I think Nasri's all talk. I mean, Samir Nasri and Jamie Vardy in a cage fight, I'll, you give me 10 to 1 odds on Samir Nasri 
Well, yeah, so Leicester pulling off the the upset there. Because Sevilla did look a lot better than them in the first half. They Or in the first leg, I should say. Yeah. And they should have put that game to bed, basically. But Smichael had a good game in that game. He also had a good game in this game. And saved two consecutive penalties. Yeah, I mean... That's th- this is he's never going to be nice... as he's never going to be as good as his dad. Well, of course not. He's still turning out to we be a very soft. We can't all be Steph Curry, yo. <laughs> no, can't all be Peter Schmeichel. That's yo. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Then Wednesday we had um, Atletico and Bayer Leverkusen playing a scoreless draw. We said that before. Atletico really good defensively. They had a four-two lead to go on from the first leg. They just played this one out basically. Yeah. And you know what's funny is that speaking of bets that I wish that I'd made, I almost bet this to be nil-nil. Because it was a pretty pretty long odds on a nil-nil for, you know, a team that's struggling in the Bundesliga versus a team that has no reason to go for a win that is extremely solid defensively at home. It just... Um, oh, well. Elliot did not bet well this week. Hopefully his tournament bracket does better. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even fill. I filled one out last year, but I skipped it this year. Uh, then we have Monaco beating Manchester City 3-1, moving on. On away goals, aggregate score 6-6. And, uh, Paul, I did not bet that one well. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, Monaco came out early in this one, Mbappe in the eighth minute, and then you, you could just see that they were tasting the blood in the water or smelling the blood, or whatever sharks do. They smell. <laughs> they smell blood in the water. Fabinho. I mean, or, the medium, or, like, when the medium or, is water, it's kind of taste and smell are even more closely connected than they are. Or, or and we've, we've explored this possibility before, and you guys just don't want to give me any credit, Pep's just an overrated manager. Uh, uh, I mean, we've got... All right, that... Let's put a pin in that because that is a conversation that I'm. Yeah, I'm willing to. I threw it out last year. I threw it out last no, year. No, but said, like, we've got to give due right credit said, to Monaco. Mm-hmm. Right? You do. You do. Like, but at the same time, at the same. At the, it's not, but it, at the same time, it's you can't hire Pep Guardiola and, and expect the Champions League and the Premier League, which is what they expect. Mm hmm. So, like, this isn't to take anything away from Monaco. This is, this is, like, if you hi- if you're a coach in the end, if you're a team in the NBA, uh, say in like the '70s, and you hired Red Auerbach, you would expect a championship, and you would be justified in expecting that because the guy was an unbelievable coach. If you hired Bill Belichick right now in the NFL, you would expect him to turn around your team. Um, because he's an unbelievable coach. He's a great city team. hired. Yeah, you would ex- and you would expect him to bend the rules to do it, but he's very good at, at bending the rules. Uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So I don't knock the hustle. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, and, and trust me, nobody hates Bill Belichick more than me. I'm a Jet fan. I hate them. All right. Look, uh, look. Nobody hates the Patriots more than me. I hate them. I hate them all. Um. When City hired Pep Guardiola, their fans were saying Champions League and Premier League. And I right away came out and said, don't expect that. 
you shouldn't expect that. Why? And and the media jumped right on it. They said, well, clearly, like City, City are favorites to win the Premier League next year. And then City went to the semifinals of the Champions League next year, and they said, well, Pep will probably take them over the next step, and they'll be favorites to win the Champions League next year. And I said, well, why are we doing that? Why are we just well, anointing I them mean, favorites? We shouldn't be doing that. And and it's just, it's hey guys, like the guy isn't Jesus. He's not walking on water. He. Like if 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 he gives you water, it stays water. It doesn't turn into wine. Okay. Like he's not Jesus. He is not the greatest thing ever. He is a guy that literally took over a team that had the best international that made up the core of the best international team to ever play, and on top of that had the Messi. best player in the world. <laughs> well, okay, but to be fair, two things. First of all, I think we all agreed that. Pep Guardiola was coming into the Premier League and and that there was a question mark over his managerial skills in the best league in the world. We and agreed I, on that. The, did yeah. the rest of the world agree on that? No. And they just continued to bow down to him, which was weird. It is a little bit weird. But it's, I mean, this, this defeat is, you know, it, it's not the the death knell of Guardiola at the Etihad, but it, I it's mean, not it's the a huge him, chink in the like, armor. Yeah, it is. Because he's not going to win anything other than maybe an FA Cup this year. And I say maybe because I won't, I won't rule Arsenal out of that tournament. Yeah. Uh, I won't rule Tottenham out of that tournament. And, but I would say that it's, I would say that City and, and Chelsea are the two favorites to win that tournament. Oh, and Chelsea way, way ahead of, of any of the other three. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, any one of the four teams can win it. Yes, agree. Yes, that's Absolutely. a fact. They are still <laughs> in it. So, so, so let's, 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 let's call a spade a spade here. He has a 25% chance of winning it. You know, like last year, I forgot who the other uh, – who United beat in the semifinals last year? Everton. Um, and then they beat Crystal Palace in the final. And who Crystal Palace beat? Somebody not that good, right? Yeah, it was it was a, a far a, a far less star-studded final four. That's for sure. Yeah. So like, so you would say like going into the final four, you would say Manchester United, as much as they've struggled this year, it's like you know they've got like a seventy percent chance of winning this tournament. Like, at this point, it's 25% a pop. Maybe Chelsea has a 30% chance. Mm. And that's all Pep can win. Yes. You know, he's pretty much maxed that. Well, Harry Kane is hurt, so maybe he could finish second in the Premier League, which would really be pulling something out of his ass. But yeah. that's it, you know? Your, your Champions League campaign ended in the round of 16. Your League Cup campaign ended in the fourth round. So, you know... Like what you do, and like let's let's also let's review, let's review his signings over the summer. All right, who did he sign? Uh, Leroy Sané, good signing, yeah. Necessary signing? No, they didn't need that position. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, good signing, probably a great signing. Necessary? Absolutely not. They didn't need that position either. John Stones, good signing. Only time will tell, and the answer is skewed heavily no, especially because of that price tag. And yeah. that's a signing, and that's a position that they needed to sign somebody good at. Uh, Claudio Bravo, good signing, mm, leaning towards no. Also a position <laughs> that they had to sign that. somebody good at. Yeah. So the guy's kind of whiffed. Like, again, it's, it's... Well, we don't, we don't know. I mean, 
Yeah, at this point, it, he's fouling off strike three. And as he said, he's got a chance to win again. A trophy. And if he, he, win, if he wins a trophy, the then guy he next season. But he's got I'm a not gonna say. I'm not going to go out and say he's a bad manager. No, he's not. There are plenty of mediocre managers that could have, if they followed the career path that he did, they could have achieved the same success. He took over a Barcelona team that made up the core of the European champions. He took them over. He took over Barcelona, and he's no any. And let let's call a spade a spade here. Uh, they, Leo Messi was playing out wide. He said they had Samuel Eto down the middle. They had, they they had a lot of stuff, and he said, "Whoa, this Messi kid, he's special. Let's play him down the middle." He moved him down the middle. He jettisoned everybody else out. Built the team around him. But at the same time, his defense, uh, his wingers, and his midfield made up the core of a Spanish team that went on to win three straight international tournaments. He managed them during that period. So they were always playing together. So on top of having the best international team ever, he also had the best player. Playing in a league where there was only one team that gave him competition, they went out, they, they dominated that, they won the Champions League, they won every cup that there was to win. And then he said, okay, I'm done here. Then he took a year off. He went to Germany where uh, Jurgen Klopp had just built the team up, but... Now they were starting to be on the decline because he went to the team where they were able to say, uh, if you have a good player that's going to challenge me, I'm just going to buy your good player. And he bought Jurgen Klopp's best players, and he stayed there for four years, won a bunch of titles because literally there was no one challenging him, didn't win in the Champions League, didn't even win the, the German Cup every year, and then just left and went to England and said, now I'm just going to win in England. Well, no, because England is historically much tighter than either of those two leagues. And the media was all just like, well, yeah, obviously because they got Pep, they're a favorite to win. In they got Pep and they made the semifinals of the Champions League last year. They're a favorite to win both now. Why? I, I'm waiting for someone to give me a, an adequate reason as to why. And it's the same thing. I'm waiting for someone to give me an adequate reason as to why Bruce Arena was hired to replace Jurgen Klinsmann for the for the national team. No one's ever going to give me that reason. Nope. No, but I, I mean, I, that was the well, Elliot. Hold on, that was the that was the sudden Seb. No, like, hey man, we're trying to move on. Yes, yes. I, that, that, that is true. I want Elliot. I want Elliot to give his point, but I'm just I'm calling out what what Seb. Yeah, just no, we're, we're both we're we're both hearing the uh, the segue. No, but the la- I mean the only thing that I'll add to that is that it's clear that Pep Guardiola is miles away from the caliber of manager of uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, for example. And I don't think that he's even proven himself, even with Wenger's frustrations in the recent years. I don't think that he is able to say that he is objectively as good a manager as Wenger because he hasn't done it for long enough. And again, this, I mean, this is really the litmus test and how city do down the stretch will, you know, the proof will be in the pudding, but yes, I agree with you. He's been overhyped. He's now facing stiffer competition competition than he has before. And you know, he's not coping with it that well, but all right, here's the Seb's no. Let's yes. move on. Hold Thank on, you. hold on, hold on. I need to, I need to make an, I need to apologize. And I'm apologizing to Seb because I heard his no and I'm about to blatantly ignore it because I think Elliot just touched on something really crucial right there because he just he just compared Pep to Arsene Wenger and my initial thought was 
are you out of your goddamn mind? Like, don't even group the two of them together. Like, get out of here, Elliot. And then he said, no, like, he hasn't done it long enough. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Like, there is something to say for the fact that Arsene Wenger has... There's something to say that Arsene Wenger has been at Arsenal for 20 years. And we try to remind Arsenal fans of this all the time. He's been at Arsenal for 20 years. He's had to rebuild this team, you know, how many times? Once every four years. Is that is that the normal in, in soccer? Pretty much. You know, it's it's, it's not like a like, freaking college team. <laughs> right. Like, it's not so much like, you know, the greatness of Sir Alex wasn't so much that he won so much. It's the fact that he won with so many different teams. You know, like he had the early teams. Then he had the Cantona teams. Then he had the post. Then he had the Van Nistelrooy teams. Then he had the Rooney and Ronaldo teams. Then he had the post Ronaldo teams. He rebuilt the team so many times. There's a testament to say, like, okay, he noticed something was shifting, so he rebuilt and retooled and won again. And that was my point about about Pep is you know your Barcelona team kind of got old. You hit the you hit the wall like Xavi and and and. Um, Busquets and and Iniesta were getting old. And this is what I will always hold this against Mourinho because Mourinho is not prepared for this at all. Is is Pep kind of said, well, like my team's running to an end, so I'm done. And now I'm gonna go to Bayern. And then my Bayern team is kind of hitting their pores. And Dortmund, look at Dortmund. They're youngish, they're young as hell, and they're coming on strong. And Dortmund might take over the league. Now that's not what happened because Thomas Tuchel this year who had a great chance to really make a run in the league, but didn't because he's relied so much on, on youth, which is inexperience and it's, it's caused some hiccups, but he noticed it and he just left. And you know, that's the thing about Jose Mourinho also is Jose Mourinho goes, I'm going to win now, but I'm only going to be here for three or four years. So like what happens next is different. So yeah, you have every right to compare the guy to Arsene Wenger and to say, you are not as successful as Arsene Wenger because well, and- Arsene Wenger, Arsene Wenger won the league and he won the FA Cup, and he did that all in the in the early two thousands. Then he got hamstrung by the stadium and not having any money. And what did he do next? You know, like he came back in, at the early in this decade and he won a couple more FA Cups. Well, that's and- longevity. And th- That's okay, the this is to rebuild. I, I swear to God, Seb, this is really the last thing I'm going to say about this. Okay, <laughs> but it's the. I mean, it it remains to be seen. Arsenal may finish out of the top four. City may finish in the top four. But as much as every Arsenal fan hates to hear fourth place is like a trophy, nonetheless, that consistency is a hallmark of Arsenal's legacy. And it's clear that Guardiola, when, as you said, Pauly, the whole world thought that he was going to run away with it, is struggling to maintain the pace with the top four then, yeah, it, it really shows that that is a true achievement. But now, okay, seriously, Seb, take us forward. Okay, Europa League. Uh, Manchester United, we already spoke a little We're bit about them. We're going to the Europa League now, dude. Yes. Come on, no one cares about the Europa League. United took a one nothing win over Rostov. And Rostov. wait, no, and I will, say yes. this, I will say this with a full heart. Like, like, everybody always goes, no one cares about the Europa League. And then I go, hey, man, it's a legit competition, mainly because United are playing it and everything. This is the one week when you run the Europa League simultaneously as the first day of the NCAA tournament. No one cares about the Europa League. Yeah, well, it's still United. It's still United. I had to like, I had to dig up a fifth screen today just so I could be like, all right, well, now I can watch the United game, like because 
God, like no one cares. United won. We won. We advanced. We're in the last eight. Let's go. Win the tournament. Premier League <laughs> games on Saturday. <laughs> okay. Well, here. All right. Here's here's a real question then, since you seem to be so dismissive of this actual fixture in and of itself. Is it harder to win the Europa League, or is it harder to finish in the top four in the Premier League? This is a question for both of you. <laughs> It would probably, I mean, it depends on what stage you enter the Europa League, but I would say. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say that at all. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that has any effect. On it. I would say it's harder to finish top four in the Premier League. Yeah. In England? Yes. In England? Yes. In Eng- you're, we're talking about England, so yes. I think that, I mean, I think. And that I'll there's... talk about that because at no point, like, and, and even though United, like, you know, didn't win their first couple group games on the road and you know, had to win their last group game just to even make it to the round of 16 or to the round of 32. Like, at no point did I ever think we're at risk of getting eliminated from the Europa League. We can't even, like, be Bournemouth at home. We can't be Bournemouth. We can't be Stoke. It's like everybody comes to Old Trafford, like, ready to play. But to say that, all right, so the other teams, so the Europa League teams come to Old Trafford ready to play, they're not on our level. We just dismantled them. The Premier League teams come and they're like, I'd say everybody comes fired up. I just, you know, like every, the, the Premier League teams just seem to come and, and do better. And it just, and even with all these teams, Liverpool, Arsenal, everybody, even with all these teams dropping points, we haven't lost the game since like October and we can't get out of sixth place. And that's what happens when you draw 10 games. Well, yes, but Another so it's, all right so let me let me let me bring up a rival just to prove my point a bit more is where did Liverpool finish last year like eighth but they is also that where they finished they also have a Jurgen Klopp now but they finished eighth they had Jurgen Klopp for most of the season they finished eighth mm, I'm pretty sure yeah eighth they made the final of the Europa League so I'm going it's harder to, it's harder to finish top four. I, could, I mean, I could see dealing, it either way. You're dealing I, I, I with four Champions League teams. You're dealing. You're you got to finish above four Champions League teams. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that for so long, the top four in England just remain the same. Mm, but the only English team left in the Champions League is Leicester, and they're yeah, in, that's kind of crazy. And they're in fifteenth <laughs> place. Great. I mean, you know, speaking of the difficulty of England as a domestic league at the top level versus Europe. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I think, you know, Mourinho had a very interesting quote after the game as, you know, they are the only side. Well, when does he not? Well, (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's a good, uh, good for a quote. But since they're the only top six club that are left in Europe now in the Premier League, he's like... He actually oh, went out and said, "Of course, he's taking that to himself." He was oh, like, "I of course he's taking credit for that." He's like, "I'm very disappointed." <laughs> That's the most Jose Mourinho thing ever. No, he's not taking credit. He's saying that it's bad for them because now they have five teams ahead of them that can just focus on the league more or less. But yes, you know what? That's because the of the Cup. stigma that the league is more important. Like, that's the stigma that the league's more important. Well, he's thinking more about fatigue and. 
Pogba out, hamstring, fatigue. Who cares? Blint got Who a head cares? knock, so that can't really go down to fatigue, but Pogba's already played 41 games. Yeah. Well, what I are mean, you looking at? Oh, Jack Wilshire goes well, down half of that. Oh, he plays like three games. Here's well, here's the thing. Where like what are you looking at? From what perspective are you looking at it from? From a competitive football perspective, the goal is at this point, you can't win the title. So at this point, who really cares where you finish in the league? Now, there are gonna be people that are gonna be like, ah, you finished seventh, you finished eighth, you finished ninth. Who cares? The goal is qualify for the Champions League. From a commercial perspective, the goal is qualify for the Champions League. From a monetary perspective, the goal is qualify for the Champions League. Obviously, they'd like to finish fourth or even fifth and qualify for the... They have to qualify for the Champions League, otherwise they lose $35 million in their shirt deal. Mm -hmm. But, so obviously, the goal is, like, if you finish fourth, you get that $35 million, you qualify for the Champions League, and you get the additional, like, Five million pounds for finishing fourth rather than sixth. Though that five million, like you're Manchester United, who cares? You know, when they finished seventh, money was still no object to them. So obviously, that's Trump change. But yeah, you'd want that thirty-five million. So, you know, win the Europa League at all costs because then you get the thirty-five million and you probably the Champions League. You get the Champions League money. Yeah, you can get a pretty pretty that, decent but, player for 35 mil. But, well, it's, even then, it doesn't matter because United, commercially, United break in so much money that they can spend all that money. Like, spending, United could finish 14th in the league and they'd be able to spend 200 million pounds in the summer. No problem. That's not a problem. Who does it look bad on if they finish 7th? Who gets ta- when they when you say seventh place Manchester United? What name comes up? Uncle Lou. Okay, obviously Seb's not a big United fan because the name is David Moyes. Ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> he was there. He, was, say, he wasn't even there for that long. He didn't even finish out the but, season. But, you, but 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 you say the David Moyes year we finished seventh. Yeah. So it's bad for Jose Mourinho if you're going to say, oh the. The Jose Mourinho year, we finished seventh. We finished eighth. We finished sixth. To him, it's like we need to finish second. Like, so he could at least, even if we finish second and we finish fifteen points behind Chelsea, he can be like, yeah, but we finished second. We're ready to make a title challenge. Yeah, but second doesn't so for him, mean it's anything. Bad. It doesn't. It doesn't. It means nothing. And if you win the Europa League, top four means nothing. But to Jose Mourinho, it means something because at the end of the day, when you look at United's league position by year and it says first, 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 second, first, 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 second, third, first, like at the end of the day, it's going to, it's going to say for Jose Mourinho, it's going to say, oh, but you finished seventh and the league counts for people. So on all metrics of measurement, making the Champions League is the priority and and he did come out and say last week, he said, well, if we win this tie, like we really need to take the Europa League seriously. So I, I do trust that he will take the Europa League seriously, as he has for most of the year. Like, you know, Pogba's lots on. They've all been playing. 
But yeah, he wants to finish as high as he can. He wants to finish third in the league so that his name isn't attached to something that's deemed a negative by a club as big as United. Yeah, I think he's just worried about his players' health at this point, really. Marcus Rojo had to eat a banana during the game. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're worried about your players, if you're worried about your players' health, like rotate the squad a bit. That that's on you. This is this is the Arsene Wenger thing. That's on, if you're worried about Alexis Sanchez playing way too much, don't play him four times in one week. Yeah. Like that's on you. Or, and, and, or except and, that when you choose not to play him, don't have it be against a top four rival in a crucial away match. Right, and then play him in for the last 30 minutes against Sutton United. But either way, like, Arsene Wenger has more of an excuse because he doesn't really have a replacement for Sanchez. Jose Mourinho's got the deepest squad in the league. You know, like, Jose Mourinho keeps... He's the most like, expensive, that's for sure. Yeah, and he keeps saying, like, he's already said, like, the reason that Rooney hasn't, like, I love, he keep, he comes out to defend Wayne Rooney all the time. He goes, I love Wayne Rooney. I wish I could play him more. The reason that he hasn't played as much is because I'm always trying to get Marcus Rashford on the field. Well, if you're trying to get Marcus Rashford on the field so much, you know, just, you know, give Zlatan a rest. Or, you know, go out there with Carrick and Herrera and... Yeah, like, but that's also, that's also partially media gamesmanship because he knows that... He's he, he's saving face with United supporters, basically, mm-hmm. is what he's doing with that. Yes. Well, no, because look at the look at the amount of look at the amount of appearances that Rashford's made and that Martial's made and that Rooney's made. Like Rashford, he literally finds a way after September happened. Like he finds a way to get Rashford into like almost every game, including today when he came on for the last thirty seconds. But like if if you and and he came out there he and this might have been him trying to maneuver for the United job last year but when Rashford broke on the scene he was very outspoken and saying yo this kid's got it i like this kid like Marcus Rashford's a really good player so uh, yes i be- i actually do believe him. i don't believe a lot of what comes out of his mouth i believe him when he says he loves Marcus Rashford but if you're trying to get him games here and there like okay so like Bournemouth at home, start Rashford and have Zlatan on the bench. And if you need to bring Zlatan on after 60 minutes because it's nil-nil, okay, that's fine. Like, do that. Or or just bring Zlatan on for the last 20 minutes when you're up 1-0 because maybe he'll make it 2-0. And if not, he'll provide you with some good defense, like late in the game. That's fine. Like, there's no rule that says you have to start him every game. There's no rule that says you have to start Paul Pogba every game. Rotate your goddamn squad if you're if you're if you're complaining that your squad is tired. Yeah, we'll see what they do on Sunday when they take on Middlesbrough. Uh, Middlesbrough fired Aitor Karanka here today, so uh, Steve Agnew, the assistant manager. Is this a home manager, game or, a, or an away? It's game? an away game. Okay, so we can win this one. So Steve Agnew is taking over for that game. Then we'll see who takes over at Riverside. Uh, favorite right now is Nigel Pearson. Agnew's name has been mentioned as well. Steve McLaren, Ryan Giggs, Claudio Ranieri, Alan Pardew, Roy Hodgson. Those are the main names. So you mean the normal names, the names on the (laughs) merry-go-round. So we'll see what happens there. But I I do think it's a it's a good move by Middlesbrough. They got the international break coming up here. So if they even if they just stick with with Agnew, he still has some time to work with his squad here now during the break. 
because they got some important fixtures coming up here. I think, let me pull up their schedule real quick. Um, let's see. So they take on United, and then they have Sunderland. No, wait, that doesn't make sense. They have Swansea, Hull, and Burnley. So, I mean, that that is like a what could be a season-defining trio of games here coming up in April, early April. Because right now they're second to last. Their form has been abysmal. And they can't score worth crap. April's when you define your season. But... So we'll see what's happening there. Uh Elsewhere, though, Saturday. Are we ready for scoring predictions? I almost feel like we're ready for scoring predictions. Is there a big game this week? Uh, Man- this Manchester City against Liverpool. I would deem right, as a big that game. That's also yeah, on, that, is big. that is also on Sunday. So we'll, let's go in depth on that one, and then let's do scoring predictions. Okay, it's at the This FDA. is called planning the show live. <laughs> Manchester City only have the seventh best home record in the league. But Liverpool are bad. Well, Liverpool are streaky. Yeah. They, okay, I mean, that's, they're, fair. that's fair. They have, they have the largest standard deviation of perhaps any team in the league. Mm. As always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're coming off wins I mean, against Arsenal and Burnley. Awesome. Yeah. How do I... This I, this is, uh, and speaking of standard deviation, this is a match that I think could go in Liverpool could hit four and City could hit four. Could be 4-4, four, four, could be 4-1 in either direction. I, mean, I, don't, I don't buy that. Oh, okay. Well, sell me what you're buying. I don't think City are at the stage where they're ready to hit four. No? You don't think so? No, this is I, – I, it's still March. Like, this is this is just – this is what City are. They're – like, you could change the manager as much as you want. Um, they – you know, they, this is what they do. They're an inconsistent team. And they play inconsistent throughout the middle of the season. And they'll finish strong as they always do, but – I mean, it's only just six weeks since they hit four the last time. Granted, against weaker opposition. Only six weeks? Dude, dude, do me a favor. Go look up how many games they played in the last six weeks. Yeah, men. Because it's only six weeks. It's about 11 games. I mean, also, like, factor in, these players are tired. Like, there's there's been no breaks. It's since January started. It's just been pedal in the middle, like, for a lot of these teams, like this is a welcomed international break. Yeah, but I, I still think that, I mean, this is a game that on paper I think Liverpool are probably deserved favorites for at the moment, given on form. But, you know, where's the game? It's at that he had. It's a, a city's at home. Yeah. Oh, if Liverpool are bad on the road. Man City are bad at home. <laughs> yeah, and, and both teams are wildly unpredictable. <laughs> mm, we'll see. What I'm, pr- I'm almost glad. I'm almost glad that like this game is at 12:30 on Sunday, and I'm just gonna probably be watching college basketball. 
Let's head into the scoring predictions then. West Bromwich take on Arsenal in the early Scoring predictions, again, are sponsored by Venmo at Pauly-Questel. Uh, <laughs> Venmo may. It's open. You can Venmo whatever you want. West Brom against Arsenal. That's the early game at the Hawthorns. Um, one and nothing Arsenal. God, I really don't want us to drop points. Two one Arsenal. Wait, when was the last time Arsenal? And this is a serious question. When was the last time Arsenal won a one nil match? One nil to the Arsenal. One nil. When the was the last time they won a game one nil? Uh, God. They... West Brom. Yeah. The 26th <laughs> of December. Boxing Day. How appropriate. Yep. Was that what it was? Yes. Yeah, yeah but 1-0 at home is... I, I don't... I don't trust them to keep a clean sheet at this point. It it's... is the only 1-0 match they won this year. Nope, it's not. In they any competition. Burnley won nothing. Yeah. Did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah, but that was when Kashani picked up the ball and threw it in the net. <laughs> Still counted. Yeah, hand of God. Uh, Polly? <laughs> they were involved in four... One nil matches last season. One of them went one nil to Chelsea. One of them they won one nil to Norwich, and the other two were against Newcastle. Uh, I'm gonna go Elliot with. I'm gonna go with Elliot here. Two one to Arsenal. I just, I I think Arsenal are like slumping, but like I do buy into that the game against Lincoln freed them up a bit, but at the same time, like. It's hard to say, like, oh, you beat Lincoln, and now you're, like, ready to go and on the road to beat West Brom. Mm -hmm. Then we got Crystal Palace, who got two straight wins, one nothing over Middlesbrough and 2 nothing over West Brom. They take on Watford at home. Watford got three in a row without a win. Um, I'll go with the Allardyce train here. Um, one and nothing Crystal Palace. Uh, Big Sam gets a point, but not much more than that. 1-1. One, one. Um, I'd hate to go with Seb. So, therefore, I'll go 2-0 to Crystal Palace. Because I do think Crystal Palace won this game. Yeah. Then we got Everton at home against Hull. They shouldn't have any problem with this. They beat West Brom 3-0 in their last game. They're good at home. That's that's the trap! That's the trap! Well, they're good at home, and they can score goals. So I'll go 3-1. to one. I think Elliot dropped out here. You know what you didn't do, though? What? You didn't review the scores because you know I'm beating you. 
Mm, whatever. Oh, whatever. Okay. Whatever. Let's try to get Elliot back in instead. Yeah. Elliot, 187. You, 187. Me, 162. Alright, so, oh, it's out for the night. Yes, oh. his Skype crashed. Thanks a lot, technology. Yeah. Okay, so Everton Hall. Oh, that was me. That was me on it. Oh. Yes. I mean, Romo Okaku's playing for a new for a new team to come up and snatch him, right? Yeah, he wants to play he's in the not Champions signed, League. He's not signing. He's not signing a new deal. Nope. Two 0 just because Everton's good at home, and they're good right now. Then we got Stoke Ride against that. Stoke against Chelsea. Two, yeah, go. Two nothing Chelsea. I go one. One now Chelsea. I think Stoker they could they could drive him nuts enough that it'll be two now that that they'll have trouble. Okay. This next one's a this next one's a, a banger. Sunderland against Burnley. Burnley are finally getting that away win. Come on. one nothing Burnley. Let's do it. Tom Heaton and Michael Keane in the England You know squad. what? You know what? I don't... I don't disagree with you. But you love but... Jermaine Defoe. You know, I do. So this, I think this is one of those... We like Burnley's gonna come in and they're gonna say, let's like this is our chance to get a to get an away win. Let's do it. They're gonna attack, they're gonna be open at the back, someone's gonna be open back. Three two to Burnley. Oof. Relegation six pointer with goals. Goal fest. Okay, then we got West Ham at home to Leicester. God. Um one one. Not odd. One Not one. Odd. Okay, you go one one, I go yeah. two no to Leicester. This is a new Leicester. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. New Leicester. Uh, Bournemouth taking on Swansea. Another draw. Let's go 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I'll go 1-1. One, one. By man. the way, I'm staying I'm staying woke about this because Ellie and I are tied, and my plan was to listen to all of his picks and, and really figure out the ones I disagreed with and mm -hmm. – and, Otherwise, just agree with him. So now he's just gonna, he's doing, he's literally doing the reverse to me yes. by making his picks later. Yep. So Manch I see you, Elliot. Manchester United. Oh, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough away. Yes. Wait, Middlesbrough home. So yes. I wrote that wrong. And that certainly influences the pick. Uh, it doesn't, though. Um, two, two nothing, Manu. <sighs> I was gonna go two now. Especially because you know you got you got your boy running past running behind those defenders, but you're going to nail. So I'll just go with we struggle to score one nil because probably it's going to be because Pog was probably not going to play. So no, he's it's going to be like he's going to be out, gonna be like, out for up to three weeks. Really? Yep. So we'll miss so, uh, France. Uh, like for like sub, like for like sub, you need somebody that can pass, that can defend, that can attack. So obviously that's Fellaini. So. <laughs> Um, like for like sub, yep. uh, Fellaini will probably come in. They'll probably play Fellaini with Herrera. Oh, Carrera's out. So, oh, Fellaini, Carrera. God, that's an awful. Oh my God, that's a bad pairing. Yeah, they'll oh my still, God, they'll still win. 
Don't worry. Dude, do you remember Fellaini, the Fellaini character? Yeah, they're not. It's terrible. Yeah, it's not It's terrible. Yeah. What's Fellaini doing? What's Fellaini doing? Yeah, where's Bastion when we need him? He's training or something. Um, yeah, oh, God, that's bad. Mm, yeah, got... no, I'm going 1-0. Okay. I'm going 1-0 because it's going to be Carrick Fellaini. And, and in all honesty, and Carrick Fellaini and probably not. Oh, Bai got destroyed today. Ah, you'll be fine. He's tough. Dude, oh, Garrett Fine. Tottenham against Southampton. God. And he'll probably win. start Wingard, too. He'll probably oh. start Wingard. Okay, Tottenham without Harry Kane. They're actually going to drop points in this one. 1-1. One, one. Uh, I got 2-1. Sung Young Men. And then last but not least, Manchester City against Liverpool. To, I'm God. I'm picking a lot of draws here this week. Um, uh, it's hard to say how the, this exit in the Champions League actually affects them. Let's go two two. Damn it! I was I was going two two. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll I'll ride with you. There I'll ride go. with you. You know Elliot is going to go like 4-4 four, four or something. So he'll, yeah. he'll pick a draw in that one too. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin. Paulie's Peak with Stella WFAN. No uh, final thoughts? Nope, no final thoughts. I need to go get to bed. What? No, no, I don't stand for that. Okay, fine. I'm not standing for that. Go for it. And you go first. No, you go first. No, go first. I don't thoughts. have one. Yeah. I don't have one. Come up with one right now. Oh. Um, PSG considering Pochettino. How I mean, much? Everybody's considering how, Pochettino. how much money? <laughs> how much money do you think they'll have to throw at Pochettino to get him to leave Tottenham? I feel like he has. Pretty, I feel like he has a pretty good job there. He has a good job. PSG. PSG's a step up. I mean, he was linked to the Barcelona job, and he came out and he said something like, oh, "I'm Espanol till I die." Yeah. He said that in Spanish. It translates to "I'm Espanol till I die," which is essentially means like Barcelona can offer me the world, and I'm not going to go to Barcelona because he's an Espanol guy. But PSG is not Barcelona. Yeah. The same way that Tottenham's not Barcelona. So, if PSG is offering him a, a nice chunk of change, you know, go to PSG, win some titles there, and and then go somewhere. Hmm. Hmm. Now it's you. Oh now, oh okay. Well, you're as the host who has no opinions. You're supposed to actually say that, not just like insinuate it with like a grunt. <laughs> I have plenty of opinions. Yeah, which aren't displayed on the show because, as you said, that's your host duties. I'm making air quotes on my bed right now. Um, those are your host duties. So if it's going to be your host duties, then you're going to say, "Okay, final thoughts." Now, Paulie, not huh. Meh, this this episode is already a shit show, so it doesn't matter. Well, every episode is a shit show. This is worse than normal. <laughs> no, it's not. I'd argue that this is better than normal. Go ahead, Paul, with your final thought. Uh, for those for those American fans that are worried about Bruce Arena and his use of international players let's be honest he's safe Bobby Wood is going to start Christian Pulisic is going to start Fabian Johnson is going to start Jeff Cameron John Brooks they're going to start the question is where 
the question is where and Bruce Arena and Bruce Arena named his twenty three te- player team to the uh, for the World Cup qualifiers this week. Didn't name a right back. So for the crowd that said we have to fire Jurgen Klinsmann because he starts players out of position, it's going to get a little bit awkward because right away. Jurgen uh, Bruce Arena, who was criticized for not starting players in their actual positions, is immediately going to have to start somebody out of position. Has already said it's probably going to be Jeff Cameron. Where if you go back to last March when the U.S. lost to Guatemala and Jeff Cameron started the right back, everybody hated Quinsman for that move. The U.S. defense overall is better with Cameron starting in the central, like. We might have more depth in the middle, but we're at our best with Cameron and Brooks, and it's pathetically worse when Cameron isn't there. So it's just for everybody that, you know, criticized Quinsman and then welcomed in Arena, it, there's just a nice be careful what you wish for. And the funniest thing is, is before the Mexico game, I had a conversation with my friend where he said to me, Are, Am I crazy? Or is our best formation a 3-5-2? And I said, you're actually not crazy. That's probably right. And Quinsman went out against Mexico and played a 3-5-2 and got lambasted by everybody for it, even though the 3-5-2 is not why we lost to Mexico. And Bruce Arena has already come out and said, we might go three at the back against Honduras. So... Mm-hmm. For all of you that that were ready to chuck Quinsman for all those things, you're getting exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with Fabian Johnson too and the extent of his injury as he limped off today. In the he 16th, got hurt today. Sixteenth minute, he had to leave the game for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Oh, of course he did. Yes. So we'll see what happens there. He seemed to have injured oh. his thigh. Of course he did. Dude, the guy. If if we didn't have international games for two straight years, the guy would never get hurt for two years. The guy just can't. The guy, like, the way that... Um, uh, insert injury-prone player here. Like, here. I can't think of it right now. But, like, the guy just can't stay healthy for an international break. Ever. The same way that like Theo Walcott gets hurt on every international break, like Fabian Johnson gets hurt right before every international break. Same with John Brooks, but Fabian Johnson for the most part, yeah. Oh my god, that is just awful news. Oh. Yep. We'll see god if we get damn. any more info over the weekend here. Uh, and also, the funny thing was was after the Mexico game, Bruce Arena before before Jurgen Klinsmann even got fired, Bruce Arena came out and said. The U.S. put way too much pressure on Christian Pulisic by playing him in a central midfield role. And then this week he came out and said, I think we're going to play Christian Pulisic in a central midfield role. I mean, come on. This is like, at a certain point, like if, if, the U, if Bruce Arena fails right now, it's going to be like, it's going to be like people saying, we need a change from Obama. Let's elect a new Democrat. You know, like some, like let's elect someone with the same ideals as, like let's throw Obama out of the office and elect someone with the same ideals as as him, but it's different. 
Like, that's pretty much what it's going to be. Because, like, at this point, at, at this point, Bruce Arena is just admitting, oh, Jurgen Klinsmann knew what he was doing. Well, we'll see what happens here over the weekend. Hopefully, Johnson won't be too bad. So, you, you know, he can still make it. Uh, with that, we'll say goodbye. We'll talk to you again after the weekend. Have a good one.